Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, let's check in with uh, Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Uh, thanks to Hogville.net. Kevin, I didn't realize that uh, Eric Musselman had such talents that he really probably could make a good living as a DJ. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he brought a DJ into practice over the weekend. So, uh, Did he? are you talking the about the videos he keeps putting out? With no, the, we're with talking the, about uh, him. We're talking about him at the football game. At the game, yeah. he was jamming. He was rocking and rolling. Okay. Yeah, right. had, his, had his team there behind him. Yeah, they so, were ju- they were jamming. He was jamming, and, and um, he had so the you're, big... you're saying he brought a DJ in to basketball practice? He did. He had one in on Saturday. I thought that's what you were referring to. I wasn't mm-hmm. at the game, the football game Saturday, yeah. so well, he must have been taking uh, tips from the guy. Stuff about it, and was assuming they were talking about the basketball practice. No. But yeah, I, you know, it's you know, he's someone that's. Not afraid. I mean, you know, when you look at how energetic he is and how much he gets done, I mean, you hear the, you know, folks saying there must be more than one of him because he seems to be everywhere at all times. But part of that, you know, part of that being energetic and enthusiastic is, is, you know, you're coaching young players. You're trying to help them get to the next level. You have all that experience. But you don't want to be stiff and 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 you know no fun while doing that if you can if you can make it fun. And I he's think not stiff. To, no, he's <laughs> not. He's not, not stiff. No. Not stiff or stuffy. You know, no. and, and you don't want to come across that way, no matter how much knowledge you have as a, as a coach, uh, because I think you endear yourself to your players by 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 ma- maximizing. I mean, I think it's part of his personality anyway. You know, he attends a lot of concerts. You know, he's. <laughs> He he doesn't you know he's everywhere uh, you know that sounds like an exaggeration but when people say that about different personalities that are that seem to cover a lot of territory territory in a single day he's one of those guys I mean he doesn't shy away from the limelight he uses it to market his program market himself of course uh, but I think again you know you're trying to infuse fun into it and so you know basketball season they're working on that but football's here and they're they're supporting the the other programs at the university and to go out and do what he did what was it the fifth largest crowd to ever watch a razorback game in football in in the state and i think you know anytime you can add somebody like a musman into that mix to energize the the folks that are there even more it makes it better and of course the result of the game wasn't what hog fans wanted but uh they sure made things interesting there for a little bit anyway well, they they have like this rolling DJ uh, that that I guess goes all over Reynolds Razorback Stadium, and then you look over there. Of course, you can't miss him, and he's surrounded by all of his players. And next thing you know, I mean, he's jamming to the music, and and the crowd is going crazy, and his players are going crazy. I mean. Boy, you're talking about relating to to kids. I mean, if you're if yeah. that's if that's what he's after, he is hitting his target. <laughs> well, you know, tomorrow inside the basketball performance center, I doubt they'll have a DJ because they're going to have NBA scouts and some pro level decision makers in for its annual pro day. 
And, and I don't think there's ever been a pro day that's as big as this one is for the program guys. I don't think they've ever had, you know, most years when you're bringing in NBA scouts, it's a fan base. You might be asking the question, are there any hogs that are really pro worthy right now? Are there ones that maybe you can project down the line? This isn't a question about if it's a question about how many. And I think there are multiple There's at least five players on this roster and they're all newcomers to the program. I think there's at least five that, that if are if they're not one and done, they get their folk their players that have a chance to not only make it in the NBA someday, but potentially be drafted if not this next year, but maybe in the draft after that or the one following that even. But you've got at least five and I, I can't remember there ever being you know, you go back to Todd Daly, Mayberry, Oliver Miller, Butch Morris and I don't know I, I I've got to think back to did Nella Richardson have a formal pro day for those guys back then i don't know if if schools were really doing that at that time but you really have to go back to that roster to have to see that many players and of course three of those guys went in the first round butch morris went in the second round but you have to go back to that that you know back in the you know early 90s uh to 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 find a time at arkansas where you had multiple pro prospects uh for the upcoming draft and i think you know when we start talking about what what these scouts are going to see tomorrow. I've talked to several of them that are going to be there over the you know, last several months, and you know they love Nick Smith-Jr. They love Anthony Black. They're, what they've seen of Trevon Brazil, they really, really like. You know, They talk about Ricky Council. They talk about Jordan Walsh. You know, I think guys like Devo Davis and, and even Barry Dunning Jr. have a chance to, to make do something memorable tomorrow because – a lot of these scouts and decision makers at the pro level, even if they don't intend to draft you, they may remember something you did and it, that can help you and them put out a good word for you for any pro opportunity, including maybe a shot in the G League or a workout or making a training camp roster or, or you know maybe a summer league. So all the Razorbacks, all scholarship players have opportunities tomorrow with NBA, like I said, NBA eyes on them. It's going to be a big day, and I think, again, I don't want it to sound like hyperbole. I think it's the biggest pro day Arkansas's ever had. When you think about the Razorbacks' perspective as a coaching staff, here's an NBA staff. When you when you really look at their pedigree, they've only had one one-and-done, but they haven't been at Arkansas very long. And so now you try to build on that. If you're, if you're talking about being a staff that brings in players to get them ready for the next level, development and such, you want to start laying down a track record, and, and having one one-and-done is a great start. Having three players in his first three years get drafted, Isaiah Joe, Moses Moody, who was the one-and-done, and last year Jalen Williams, also another step forward. But I think now, this pro day, you're, you're, you're showing off multiple guys that could go in the first round in June. And so I think it's a big deal, guys. I know I'm kind of carrying on about it when the season hasn't even started right. yet, uh, but, but there's a reason they do this, and I think it's great for the program and for these players. In response to what you were saying about when Nolan had the great players, no, I don't believe there was ever a pro day. There may have been pro scouts come to games. I don't even remember them at practice. Right. It was a, it was a totally different day back then. So That's do right. you still think that the three five stars, from what you've seen in practice, from what the coaches have said, do you think all three are still first-round possibilities? I think especially Nick Smith and Anthony Black, absolutely. Everything I – when I talk to scouts, when I talk to – and I talk to more than two or three, um, and, and some of them are just excited to get up there. But I think Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr., and based on what I've seen, I think they definitely 
project where they were projecting back in when they wrapped up their you know all their all stars McDonald's games and other things before they got to Arkansas, which is for Smith the top five type pick. Um, you, you know, with Black kind of in that fifteen to twenty range. Jordan Walsh is interesting because I think at this point he may not be on first round radars right now, but I think that's something he can still affect. Scouts say, look, it's for him. It's going to be about you know what what he's able to accomplish in terms of development, production, and some other things. You know, when I look at it, it's you know when I look at what he did in Europe. You know, some of it was uh, decision making and valuing possession. Some of it, was some of his skill, ball skills need to get better. Better. Uh, things of that nature. So I still think he's got potential for first round. I don't know, and I don't believe right now that he's a consistent, you know, on the radars of teams right now as a first round pick. If, if the season ended today, I don't think he would be. Or if, if they had to draft today, in other words, I don't think he would be. But I think okay. a guy like Trevon Brazil's on the cusp really? of first round. I think he's going to have a chance to do that and, and, and make himself a first round player. And of course, we're um, in, we're saying in, all this before they've played a single game in a regular season. So uh, things definitely change. Scouts will come to right. games. Their opinions will change, and all that. Well, one thing we need to change is get back to our callers here, Kevin. And so let's go to Daryl and Maumel. Nope, he dropped because he wanted Trey Biddy. Let's see if Jared stayed on the line. Nope, they were both looking for Trey Biddy. So you can keep talking about pro day or whatever you want to. Now, is <laughs> is is Eric Musselman still? concerned that his players aren't picking up things too quickly now that we're only, what, 35 or 36 days away from the first game? Yeah, I think he is. And, you know, there's 11 newcomers, so we talk about the talent. And, by the way, I'm glad you made the point, Rick, because they haven't played together yet. And and these are all projections and potential. It's not something that's been solidified, and so a lot's got to play. I mean, injuries play into these things. But going back to this last question you just asked, uh, I do think there's concern because – you know, Musselman's used to having um, more veteran players in his recruiting year in and year out. So even though he turns over half the roster typically, he's bringing in senior grads. He's bringing in guys with, with experience. I mean, I'll give you one example. His primary handlers haven't necessarily been true point guards, but he's brought in guys like Jimmy Witt. He helped, he kind of converted Mason Jones, who was a fourth-year player at the Division One level, kind of converted him into a – a, a primary handler score type a lot in, in concert with Jimmy Witt. Uh, then he had Jalen, uh, uh, Jalen Tate, you know, who was a fifth year, uh, you know, a senior transfer with a lot of experience, experience as a big league guard. Uh, you know, again, last year he'd kind of groomed Nobles, uh, or excuse me, not, uh, uh, J.D. Note, I said Nobles, had, had groomed uh, J.D. Note to kind of be that primary handler. And so you had veteran guys. And so this year you're, you're too primary handler prospects are Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. No matter how mm-hmm. good they are and yeah. what they project at the next level, there's still going to be learning curve and mistakes um, in, in playing at this level. And so there's a lot of reason to answer your question beyond just point guard play for him to be concerned about picking things up. All right, Kevin, we're going to take a break. If you've got a call for Kevin Hoopscoop, give us a call at 501-661-037 when we return on Drive Time Sports. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopskirt, courtesy of Hogville.net. <coughs> All choked up. Yeah. Just hey, getting Kevin, a chance just... to talk to Kevin. 
Kevin will do uh, that. Guys, you. can you hear me? We can hear you. Randy got choked up oh, just I thinking I about lost you. you. Okay. No, it's okay. No, I was just, I got all choked up because I thought I'm I'm getting to talk oh. to Kevin McPherson. So, oh, um, my question is, yeah, my question is, Kevin, uh, based upon what transpired this weekend, Rick may have already asked this, so I'll repeat it just for those that maybe like myself didn't hear it. But what about all the ones that came this past weekend? Any commitments are expected? Well, i got to tell you, I think Arkansas's coaching staff has done a great job with baseball and Asani Diop. You know, it's been a long courtship. They had them on campus in February for an unofficial visit. And, and I really think Arkansas probably thought, and I think fans thought we might have heard some commitment news by the end of the weekend or by now. And that's not to say it's not coming and coming soon. But, but I think that that was something that was, um, you know, thought to be very possible, if not even likely. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. Fall is still considering and not taking another trip to Auburn. Uh, Diop is not. Uh, Diop may be the one closer to committing, uh, making a commitment announcement. But maybe they both get in line, you know, kind of get it lined up. But I do still believe they'll play together at the college level. That may not work out that way, uh, but I do think it will. They've been together. They're cousins. They've been playing together at spring and summer grassroots, playing together through high school. I think they want to stick together through college. And, you know, not only have they had great relationship building with Arkansas's coaching staff, um, you know, uh, and, and, you know, it's their, it's their guardian and their mentor and then their spring and summer grassroots coach, Greg Willis, Who's an Arkansan? You know, he's from Fort Smith. He was teammates with Ronnie Burr, the famed triplet, when Northside beat another triplet, Marvin Delph and Conway, in that 1974 uh, state championship. That's one of the most revered high school title games ever in the state in basketball. Uh, but he's got those Arkansas ties, still has family in Fort Smith. He's bringing the players back, by the way, with his, with his program, Accelerated Schools in Denver. That Their team will play. In, in November on a Saturday at, at Fort Smith Northside's new arena, there'll be 10 teams in five games. It's a showcase event. Uh, right around the time that the, the, the early period, the mid-November early signing period is. So, you know, the stars are kind of aligned if these guys get on board with a commitment that Arkansas fans would get to go out and watch them compete in this event as, as committed Razorbacks, potentially. I don't want to jump the gun because they haven't announced decisions and things in recruiting change, but I do think Arkansas's in the driver's seat. I've thought it for a while, and I think the visit went really well from everything I've heard from both camps. Uh, and I just think it's a matter of time at this point. But, again, you know, I don't want to come off like I'm absolute about this or 100% because nothing in recruiting is. And even sometimes when you get commitments, it, things change. Sometimes when you get them signed on the on, and then get the ink on paper and it dries, things can change. And so we know it's a wild, wild west in player movement in college sports and in basketball. And so we'll see how it plays out, but I do I still believe Arkansas in, in the driver's seat to get both players. And um, you know, it was their official visit, by the way, with that unofficial being for the Arkansas Kentucky game last February. When you think about the game atmospheres they've seen on both visits, Arkansas, Kentucky in basketball, then Arkansas, Alabama in football, I don't you know, what else do they need to see to fall in love with Arkansas right. if part of if a good part of their decision is based on how the fan base is on a game on a big game day. Because I don't think it gets much better than that anywhere. Kevin, what kind of momentum are you seeing in college basketball with the NIL 
program. I mean, we're seeing it crazy, obviously, in football. What are you seeing in basketball with the NIL program? You're talking about for just Arkansas specifically or just in general? Uh, let's do both. Let's say Arkansas specifically, then basketball in general. I think there's been some good opportunities there for Arkansas. Um, I, I don't know how – I mean, I don't know enough about it, honestly, Randy, to know what it, how it stacks up with others. I think we, we see some of these splash announcements across the country, you know, basketball, football, women's basketball, we've seen some of it. Uh, you know, we look at Kentucky, and we know there was a good reason for Sheboy to come back dealing with, when we were talking NIL versus pro opportunities. I think Arkansas has stepped up its game. I don't know – you know, when I put feelers out, I don't know that it's at the level that maybe folks around the program hope it will be, but I do think it continues to improve. I think some of these pro-level guys are already starting to work out some NIL stuff that is not necessarily attached to their performances at Arkansas. And so, that you know, they keep the ball rolling in that regard as well. The reason why I said that, and I, I don't I, – on th- are you familiar with the On3 website? Yes. They have a whole section. You probably have read it just as I do, Kevin. Uh, it's all dedicated to the NIL, and it's almost at times staggering, uh, again, what some of these NIL deals are involving with even uh, – I say even with the basketball players. Okay, there's – there's some football players, collegiate football players. You can say, okay, I understand that. Uh, I understand why Bryce Young has gotten million-dollar deals with, with uh, uh, different mm-hmm. Alabama supporters. But uh, So I was just curious in that regards because there seems to be NIL deals that are popping up every day. Uh, this happened such and such place where every offensive player or every um, – Incoming player for such and such will get X number of dollars, you know, as a football player for XYZ University. So I, I just didn't know how prevalent it was or seemed to be at the collegiate level. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think there's some Arkansas players that have some, some things worked out that are probably off the radar, too. So I'm being careful here. Um, but, you know, again, you know, you see some things that are publicly announced. Um, I don't know how, you know, you know, relative to some of the things we're talking about on the on three side, they wouldn't be considered very big, but it all adds up. And I think, you know, a guy like Devo Davis, who's been around a little bit, a couple of years now with NIL, has uh, put together a few things that probably are, you know, good for him. And, and, you know, some of this is going to be relative to pro prospects and potential and, and some of these NIL agents that players can sign with early and not count it as a true agent relationship in terms of, you know, how they're going to deal with pro contracts is for playing. And so, you know, there's just a lot of intricacy there, and some of the stuff stays off the radar. So that's why it's hard to evaluate it all. But when you see some of these big-ticket things that do make a splash and that's intended to do that, you got to wonder, you know, you know, what, what are the limits? It seem like there are any right now. Yeah. Uh, this from Mulberry Dave, and he says, uh, will the Razorbacks be better at three-point shooting this year? Man, I don't know. They were not very good last year. They have not been very good if you look at Europe and if you go off what we hear from practices. 
what I've seen in practice looks okay, but a lot of that, we didn't see a lot of five-on-five. We see drill work, and typically in drills, you're not facing the kind of defense, defensive pressure. Some drills you do, um, and Musman talked about that, but I, you know, from what I've seen, it may be another struggle year, but I do think this team will be even better than last year's team in transition. I think they've got more ability and capability to finish around the rim, uh, even in half-court situations because of that length, size, and athleticism that they added. They should get to the free throw line in volume like they've always done in announcement, and, and then they can cash in there. We'll see how efficient these guys are once they get there. Uh, but I think Arkansas is going to find ways to blue-collar overcome it if they're not a good three-point shooting team like they did a year ago. And it always starts on defense you know, with Musselman teams, and I think they'll get that worked out at some point you know, because when you look at what they, the pieces they have, from day one when they started limited practice in June, he talked about how impressed he was with their defense, especially rim protection and in the paint. And for him to say that when he's a guy that really you got to prove it to him before he believes it, for him to say that that early means that at some point he's going to have a, have them really good, I think, defensively. And so I think the problem areas on offense always get worked out, and if they're not a good three-point shooting team, some of those things I mentioned around a solid defense, things will be. I think things will work out just fine for this team. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater.